It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. All right, Dynasty Podcast. My name is Haima Black, and I am actually not hosting this episode today. Uh, I actually have my producer, Natalie Aurelio, hosting this interview with Wemi Mo. Uh, real quick note about this. So Natalie started working with me about a year ago on the podcast. She's been helping us with all sorts of things from booking to social media to photography and so much more. And my background, if you've listened to this podcast, you might know this. I worked in radio for a long time from when I was like a teenager, like 15 years old until I was almost 30. And during that time, I was a producer. So I was behind the scenes working at the station Q101, which I loved but I wasn't really on the air. And every once in a while, Chris Payne, the DJ I worked with at Q101, would let me do an interview, host Local 101 every once in a while when he wasn't able to, and that was always a huge treat. So now, now that I am hosting my own podcast and I've done like eight or 900 episodes of this crazy thing, I feel like I don't have to host every single one of them, and Natalie wants to get started with her own journalism, broadcast, podcast career, so I'm more than happy to let her step in from time to time, host some interviews, and this is the first one she's doing, so I'm going to let her take over, but just wanted to preface that. Natalie, take it away. Dynasty Podcast here with special guest, Uptown Native, Wemi Mo. How you doing, bro? Yeah. I just came back from New York and shit, so... I appreciate you coming yeah. out, because jet lag. <laughs> yeah. It could be a bitch. I've been flying a lot. I'm doing great, though. I'm, it's a blessing to be here. How you doing, Natalie? I'm excited that you're joining me, because it's actually my first time ever interviewing someone on Dynasty Podcast platform. Yes. Round so, of applause for And that. it's officially been my one year... Working yes. with Dynasty Podcast, so this is my little gift. Let's go. But I actually interviewed you back in March 2017. Wow. While we was still working on Bittersweet. Yes. I remember that. I remember that as well. I he busted in, a mission to Uptown. You was in Uptown, and we made we had that interview, and that same day Drake dropped Views. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that, and I Amazing. asked you what song would you recommend for people to listen to, and you said. Golding just dropped Pray For Me. So that just reminds yeah. you of how long ago that was. Yeah. So, yes, I interviewed Wemmy back then, <laughs> but we're back, uh-huh. and he just dropped Bittersweet, the mixtape. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. That shit was so hot. Thank you. If you I haven't heard it that. yet, get to it after this. But let's backtrack a little bit and start from the beginning. When did music enter your life, you know, just start for you in general? Yeah, Um. so... Music kind of started for me since birth. Like, i always been around music. All I ever knew was music. I grew up in a, a Christian environment, so I was in a choir for my church, like, at, like, five or six years old, playing the drums. So, like, gospel music, my mom always bumped music. Like, she bumped, like, Lionel Richie, all type of, like, old, old school. Too. You know, I 80s funk man. music, you know, um, new edition, all that. So, like... I always had that, and then, like, I don't even, I can't necessarily say, I can't remember when I, like, discovered hip-hop, but, like, all my cousins listen to hip-hop, and, like, you know, it just grows on me. The more you're around it, you know, you find an appreciation for it, and, you know, so, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of where it was for me. So music has started. always been in your life, but always. when did it impact you to the point where you're like, 
hold up, let me get a hold of this yeah. and like really make my name stand out in the city. Like, when did you start thinking yeah. like, let me rap, let me be a, like my own musician? I would say that came like like starting high school. That came so like my freshman year. At like 15 years old, I was already asking myself, like, what am I going to do with my life? Because I knew, like, yeah, high school is cool, but I knew I wasn't going to live an ordinary lifestyle. Like, I knew I didn't want to. I didn't want to work a nine-to-five my whole life or whatever. You know, I knew I was different. And so with that, I asked myself, like, what do you enjoy the most? Because I was playing sports for a long time. Like, I was really cold at football. And I got into basketball in high school, too. But, like, I, like, the love for it wasn't there. But I knew what I loved most and always would love was music. So, you know, with me having a background with um, playing music, and I, I decided, like, why not produce it? So I just wanted to start off producing music at first and just, like, do music production. But I started writing on the side. I wasn't really telling anybody, but... And then one time I went to open mic, um, Chance the Rappers, I mean, Social Works open mic at um, here at Washington. I, like, did my first little, like, you know, free verse. And, like, ever since then, it kind of just took off. And I've been serious with it since then. How was the feedback after that open mic? It was amazing. Like, all, all of the Social Works crew, Peter Cottontail, like, everybody in that whole camp was, like, rocking with it. And they told me, like, you're really cold at it, so... That same day, like, I went to the studio for the first time. I made, like, a freestyle music video in front of your school, at oh the back God. of your school by your river. I think I remember that. I yeah, think I actually like, remember I was that. Like, that. And that was that same week, like, yeah. So I've just been full on ever since then. Well, everybody's been noticing that, you know, you even noticed that you had that spark. You had mm-hmm. that spark when it came to music, even, like, entering high school. You thought that, you know, whenever you love something, you always put an extra 100 into it, you yes. know, always. Yes, so indeed. We could, we could all tell through your music that you really love it. It was amazing, G. It was amazing because, like, my bad to cut you off. But even oh, with no, that, good. it was like, um, I knew I had the right crowd for it because I go to a real, well, I went to a real diverse high school. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, and I just knew, like, with the sound I wanted to go with and, like, the way I rapped, like, this shit would catch on quick, like, you know, it's, it's, it's good music at the end of the day. So, like, everybody appreciates good music. So I knew with that, I had the perfect crowd for it. And, like, you know, it couldn't go wrong with that. Of course. Well, I just wanted to get a little bit into how you started rapping in high school. But yeah. as you, you know, were, like, in your junior year, sophomore, junior year, you started working on Bittersweet. But yeah. you were able to finish the album right when you were graduating. Yeah. Right? So... I just wanted to talk a little bit about how was that process because some people might not want to start music mm-hmm. or they don't want to continue school because they can't they don't feel like they could balance both mm-hmm. because you know they might love music a lot but they don't feel like they could balance school and music. So how were you able to, you know, successfully finish school and drop one of the best mixtapes out there this yeah. year? Um <laughs> thank you. Um shit Guidance, like I had, I got to shout out like my girlfriend, Kamisha, like my wife, like she's held me down since day one when it comes to that. People like my family, like just my, the support system I have is like, I'm really grateful for it. Cause you know, the more and more I meet people, I realize a lot of people don't even really have that. So with me having that, like that definitely kept me, kept me grounded. Like 
you know, my uncles were always on my ass about, like, school. And once they saw I wanted to do the music thing and they saw I was good at it and I had potential with it, it was like, okay, yeah, so dedicate, you know, so-and-so time, Monday through Friday, work on school, Mm -hmm. and Saturday, like, go to the studio. Like, you know, so that's how it just always was for me. It was always, like, time management. And even with, like, going to school every day, um, like, any time I, I could find, like, you can ask my homies, G, like, motherfuckers will see me, like, type, like, I remember, like, making no callback, like, during P.E. or shit. Like, I was make like, I, every time I could find, I would just, you know, capitalize off of it and, like, use it to my advantage. So, you know, just balancing it and managing your, your time and your schedule, honestly, and keeping faith in God, like, you know. I always prayed about, you know, where I wanted to go with with my um, career and, like, what I wanted to do with it and how I would dedicate my time to it and just, you know, and continue to have faith in it. Yes. Through everything, through everything. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know a lot of artists personally, but I do know something about you that really stands out, how you have these strategies, you use your time really well, you're really responsible with it. You're really responsible with time. Now, and that's not how everyone is because people like to slack off but you use your resources to your full potential always I've always seen that with you knowing you for about like two three years now talk a little bit about is that something that's always been around you that's how you've been grown up to always use that to your full potential use your time wisely or was that something you had to adjust to being an artist a musician um um I would say it was kind of always with me I guess I'm always strict on myself like I don't want to be like a fucking failure like (laughs) Mm -hmm. I you know I'm from a place where like a lot of people don't make it out and a lot of people I've seen a lot of people make it to the top and just fall back down so like with me it's like yo this is how we eat and this is how I'm gonna eat and like you know so with me it's like with because I know how how deep this shit goes from like from the people that are depending on me and from what I want to prove to myself because sometimes it's doubt within myself but like I just have to be that self-motivator sometimes too for myself and just like always remind myself like what do you do this for you know so with that like just that discipline is what actually keeps me going every day yeah and that's a lot of people don't have that so usually yeah. when I see that I always recognize it and I always tell people like Thank you. keep that up because you know it's not easy not everyone has that just you know naturally yeah. and I I feel like you know a lot of my friends I'm like super blessed to have a lot of friends that you know are just naturally super ambitious yeah. like it just kind of you know we just kind of clicked yeah and it's so great cause like the more and more I travel to, I see, like, how, like, just the privilege us as teens have in Chicago. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like another thing that goes with that is, like, we've seen, you know, people, artists, comedians, actors, anything art-related, we've seen how they made it. So with that, we know it's possible. So I guess mm-hmm. that's another reason why we're so, like, you know, dedicated to it because we know it could happen for us. Like, it's people who've shown that. And take advantage of all the resources For we real. have in we the city. For real, we have a stupid amount of resources. Literally, like, always to, taking every opportunity we get. And you've done it. You've, you've, you've like I've peeped game from you too. Like the fact that like you be on your shit, you go to all the shows. Like before you was even doing this, like yeah. you was you made sure you had your camera at every show that was going on in Chicago, and you got your connects from that. So like, yeah, like even my peers I too inspired it, bro. that. 
inspired me with that. So, I appreciate yeah. it. Well, I want to go back to when you said where you come from. Well, you come from Uptown, Uptown native. And I just want to talk a little bit about, because that did that inspire your music, you know, coming from Uptown? Because a lot of people, you know, from the Southwest side, they, little, they talk about a lot in their music, you know? Yeah. And, you know, what they went through influenced them and, you know, you know characterized them. So mm-hmm. how did Uptown so, influence you as a, not only as a person, but as a musician? musician yeah. So, like, yeah, like, the fact that you just touched on that, like, the fact that it inf- influences me as a person is the reason why it influences my music. Because, like, mm-hmm. with my music, I'm hella open. Like, I'm, you can read me. Like, I, I, I let it be known, like, this is me. I don't really put on no false mm-hmm. advertisement when it comes to what I do. Like, so I, I keep it genuine all the time. So with Uptown, like, being all I know, like, I've been born there, I've lived there all my life, it's going to show in the music, you know, from heartaches, from trauma, from the good things, you know, from having fun. Yeah. As a shorty on the block, you know, all t- all things of that nature, it, it all reflects in my art, you know. So like, Always. I just make art based on the shit I go through. Like, you know, art art is it goes in so many directions. So it's 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 kind of hard not to, it's kind of hard for that not to show in my art because that's me at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that's Definitely. what a lot of people appreciate about your music is that. You're super honest about it. You're super blunt. Yeah. You're super straightforward. There's no like in betweens. You really say how it, you know, say how it is, and I appreciate that. And you know, we hear that a lot. And you know, bittersweet. Yeah. So. Yeah, like for real. With, with something I like to say all the time is like people, people enjoy the shit they relate to, and they enjoy the shit they can't relate to. So when I say that, it's like you like to hear songs and say like, "Yo, I'm going through the same shit." And like for example, a suburban kid can hear a drill song and be like, yo, I know nothing about that life, but it's so fascinating. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, it's it's the yin and the yang with it. But yeah, I feel like the fact that I'm so visible with my music, that that goes a long way in why people fuck with me, I guess I could say. But Of course. And I noticed that people that really talk about their lives specifically, it's just like another set of eyes. It's a different perspective you yes. see it through. You know, music is... So something we use to see different perspectives and I appreciate yeah. that you know being able to you know get to know others get to know their uh, what they've been through and what they've seen you know because like we all can't see that so I definitely definitely see, could see that through all your music thank you thank you yeah music is so freaking powerful <laughs> it, it really is and that's but. another reason why I got into it G because like if you can hear a song and have that shit switch your whole mood like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah, it's it's the beauty in it and it's the power in it that that really, you know, that really drew me to it and mm-hmm. the fact that I just already had a natural love for music sonically. So Okay, yeah. we're gonna go a little bit into Bittersweet the mixtape. Like Bittersweet. I said earlier, you have been working on this mixtape for a minute now. That yeah. when we had that interview about a year and a half ago. You were still working on it. You're like, yeah, I'm going to release it in the summer. <laughs> and you took a whole yeah, other like summer. Yeah, 80 release dates. <laughs> Literally. So talk to me how, what's been the process? How has it been going? So obviously it took, it's been a minute. It's been Boy, a minute. that's my baby right there. I love that mixtape. Nah, but I've been working on, like, gee, I'm only two years in this. And, like, I started, like, May like, the first song I put out was when I fucking started. So I dropped my first song, Misunderstood, May 20th, 2016. And ever since One that... One million. Th- 
1.8. That's finna hit 2 million by the end of this summer. It really is. Um, what was I finna say though? Yeah, so like, um, sweet. Based, yeah, so like when I put that song out, that's when I started my tape. And like the plan was for that song to be on the tape, but as time went on, it's like, okay, that shit is aging, you know, let that be that and continue to just like work on art and put that out. But yeah, I've been working on that tape since the start. And like a lot of songs, believe it or not, a lot of songs on that tape are old as fuck. Like Love Doctor was made like a couple months after Misunderstood was made. Damn. But like shit like that, but it's all about so like, mm-hmm. you know, with with the title Bittersweet, it's all about that process. Like from that time, from the time I made my first song to now. So it's it's things in there that are hella old and it's things in there that's hella new. But it's basically, you know. The title is just basically a representation of my life, the struggles I've been through, my love life, um, you know, being a black man in Chicago, my neighborhood, and how, you know, all the negativity, I took it and, like, made it positive, basically. Mm-hmm. So bittersweet, you know. It's that, it's, you can draw, you can take a lot of things from it. You can also say it's bittersweet because of the, the, son, the, the, the way the music sounds. Like, mm-hmm. it's heavy songs, like... Bitter City and, like, talk your shit that's, like, hella, like, you know, dark a bit and, like, hella aggressive. And there's songs like Holy Vibes, too, that's hella smooth and shit. So, like, even with that, like, I wanted to make sure with this first project I showed my versatility because I'm an artist at the end of the day. Like, I'm just an artist who happens to rap. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not just a rapper. I'm an artist. So, like, with that, I just really tried. I tried to make sure, like, this, this project showed my versatility, my artistry, along with, like, along with telling my story of, you know, where I've been and what's yet to come, I guess you could say. So how does it feel finally releasing it after so long? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's like a whole, like, all this weight coming off your shoulders, literally. Yeah, I I dreamed of this moment. And, like, you know, the rollout has been wonderful, G. Like, it's definitely where I wanted it to go, and it's still going. It really is. It's only been a month now. Yeah, it's July. Yeah, it's only been a month. So. So how's the feedback been like sounding? Oh, it's been, people are calling it a classic already. I feel like it's kind of too early. I'm bullshitting. It's not early. That bitch <laughs> is a classic. No, not psych. Psych, no. But no, it is a classic. I'm, I'm, I'm bugging. But mm-hmm. like, I, yeah, people, and and I feel like that's how you can tell something is, cause like, not to like. Not to, like, be hella self-centered right now, but, like, every song on there mm-hmm. is dope. You know what I'm saying? It so is like, dope. Every song, you you don't forget about it. Yeah. That's the thing on Bittersweet. Like, you remember every... All 11 tracks, you remember all of them. Like, right. for, like when it like it's coming, like, one track ends, you remember the next one. Yeah, like you remember the order of it. You right, remember right, right. everything on that, like, That's on that mixtape. Right. Like, every, every song has its own has its own thing going on. So even with that, it's like, that's how you can tell it's a great body of work. And on top of that, it's my first project, so people don't know what to expect from me. So when they see it, it's like, okay, this shit is kind of dope. Like, you know, and he's, and this is his first project. And he's like, I don't know who this guy is. And that's how it was for a lot of people. Cause off that tape, I got a lot of fans, you know? And off that tape, a lot of people respected me more, you know, because of the fact that it's my first, you know, body of work. Yeah, you can't that that tape it definitely definitely holds weight. It definitely holds weight. But even though Bittersweet was in the works, you was you weren't quiet about it. You were doing yeah. other things. You were making you were doing music videos yeah. for no callback. And what was Amigo Freestyle? Yeah. Um, what was it? Like, yeah, before that, before Bittersweet, I put out an EP called Styles for the Free EP. Mm-hmm. 
and like the, it was just like you know a project a little project to put out me while I'm working on the tape just yeah. to keep just to give people something to um, you know listen to while I'm working on it but yeah and I was just I was always promoting it so, and that, that's why I was like highly anticipated because of the fact like I said that shit everywhere bittersweet, literally bittersweet, I remember that March 2017 all and the way back then I've been saying then. that since 2016 so it's like you know um, and it just takes a lot of ambition to be able to like drop shit in between yeah. and work on the project because I know a lot of people are like just stay quiet no. until they drop it, but you not, kept dropping that, yeah, everything. I'm not, I'm not at that point where I can stay quiet. Like at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I'm just starting to get a buzz, honestly. So and it's all up at from the end here. Of the day, it was more like just continuing to create that high ass anticipation for it, just so that way. When it drops, people are teed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was just more like dropping some. Like I had a couple songs that blew up prior to um, Bittersweet, like the Watch Out and the Misunderstood. So it was more like just continuing to work and continue to build my buzz and build my my fan base and my following. So that way, when it does drop, everybody hears and that shit is everywhere. It's still gonna spread. It's it's it's, it's still spreading because every time I talk to you, there's someone like you're telling me like. This person told me this, like, yeah. gave me such good feedback. Like, yeah. people are continuing to notice it, and it's all time. It's just, you yeah. know, it's in time's hand. That's it. it. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Holy Vibes 2 because I feel like that song just, like, popped it off. Because, yeah. like, that's the song that everybody vibes to. Yeah. That's the song <laughs> no that, like, intended. on your story, you be posting of, like, 10 people yeah. vibing to this song, and including me. Like, I'm driving, and I'm listening to the CD, and yeah. it's just You it's definitely just a hit. do have a CD. Wow. You yeah. do have a CD. I do have a CD. There's, there's actually extra CDs. <laughs> there's bittersweet CDs. CDs. There's extra CDs. Get you one now. At the next one, Mimo show, there's going to be CDs, because I have some extras that Kamisha gave me. <laughs> bring the motherfuckers out. Hand I, them out for I forgot me. to bring them today. But anyways, <laughs> the yeah. Holy Vibes 2. Yeah, Talk about um, that song. Holy Vibes, too. So Did you think to, it was going to blow off that much? I knew it was a great song, but I didn't think it was. But, like, God told me it was, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it's because I had a dream prior to putting out the tape. I had a dream that... So it's, so it's so crazy, G. Like, I had a dream. So this, like, two weeks before I put out the tape, I had a dream. And this is before me knowing, like... This is a song that, because any, if anything, Big Mad was just a single. It was like Big Mad. Mm-hmm. I know that everybody was saying, oh, yeah, Big Mad's going to pop. Big Mad's yeah. going to pop. But um, prior, prior, prior to me putting out the tape, I had a dream. And in my dream, I was in the car, and 92.3 was playing, and Holy Vibes 2 was playing. And I just started crying. I remember that. Yeah, and it's crazy. Yeah, I, said, I tweeted that out. So, um, yeah, it's like I kind of already seen signs of it, and, like, Kamisha was the first person, I think Kamisha was, like, the first person to make that, hear, hear the song, but, like, I don't know, nobody, we wasn't going crazy over it, it was like, yeah, it's, it's just a dope track, but, yeah, like, and that's the thing, like, as an artist, I, I've learned that, like, you can't really, you can't make out what's the hit, like, the fans decide what the mm-hmm. hit, like, they pick what they fucking like, and they blow it up, like, you can force it on them, but at the end of the day, they're going to rock with what they want to rock with. Of course. But, yeah, Holy Vibes, too. That, that song is hella dope. The visual is coming out really, really soon for it. Um, Y'all and, hear that? Yeah, really soon. Exclusive. <laughs> Dynasty podcast exclusive. But, um, yeah, like, it's so funny, too, because that song was like, I made that, so, like, 
the inspiration from that song comes from Holy Vibes. Yeah. Because if you notice, like, mm-hmm. in my, like, the last verse. Yep. It's the, it's it's the first It's the beginning part. of, it's the hook for Holy Vibes, too. And that's how it, that's how it worked. Because, like, I made the, uh, shout out to my bro, Nico. That was a, so Holy Vibes was initially Nico's song. Yeah, and you were, Nico <clears throat> I was, just was a on feature. the track. Yeah, I was just a feature at first. But I fucked with his song. Because, like, he sent that track to me. And I fucked with it so hard. I'm like, bro, let me hop on it. And we've had that song for a long time. And I'm like, bro, let me put this on my tape because he's never dropped a song. Yeah. So that's a, it's, it's, it's really his song, and I'm the feature on it. But that's he, awesome. he let me take it. But yeah, I got the inspiration from the verse I had on it, the last verse. Holy Vibes. I fucked too. with it, and I just, like, you know, made it the hook for Holy Vibes. I caught the Holy Vibes too. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's super raw. And, like, with that emotion, like, in every song, like, we could all tell. We could all tell how you're feeling in every song. And I think that's what makes Bittersweet so crazy good yeah. is because you're actually feeling those emotions that you're, like, talking about. You know, it's another thing, like, because I'm so, like, when it comes to music, I always think of, of the sound. So, like, honestly, you, like, how do you think I make me, like, how, I'm going to ask you a question. So how do you okay. think I, I write? Like, how do you think I, I make music? Like, what do you think is the process? What do you think is the first thing I do? I don't know. I just feel like it just it just natural. So you think so do you think I, I write think, do you think I write something first and then rap it on the beat or you think I hear the beat and rap it? You hear the beat. And rap it, yeah. Yeah, yeah because like because <laughs> you're like here I feel like you're like, you know, you're here. You know that video right. where her like the dude and like Herbal's rapping Jeez. and the guys like this? <laughs> right. Like I feel like you're like, alright. <laughs> and then start dope. rapping. All yeah. Right. That's, so that's how it is. I mean, I ask that because a lot of rappers don't 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 um that's not the process for them. Mm-hmm. Like they usually write first and then find a beat that f- matches the flow that yeah. they for the 16 they wrote. But for me, take notes. Yeah, but y'all. that's what they do. I mean, it's I'm not telling no. you you have to do it like this, but of like course. everybody has their own way. But with me personally, I can't make music unless I gain inspiration from the production. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am because it's all about the feeling for me. Yeah, so and like, like you really fill it in with your like yes, your mute like your you have to your lyrics like right. and you could just you could just feel like when you're listening to the music, you could just feel your body moving yes. with it. And also, I wanted to say, you're an amazing performer. Like, oh, you, you really, <laughs> like, you really shut it down. Like, yeah. I was at the show, the last show what was, like, last month, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it was your headliner. Yeah, for the Bittersweet, so bittersweet concert, yeah. that was dope as fuck. And, Thank I mean, you. I've seen you perform before, I think. Yeah. So that, like, you always put on such a great show. Like, you Thank could just you. see it in your face, your movements, like, your voice, like, everything. That you're really in it. Yeah. Like, you're really in it you're not you know this is not just some half-assed thing you're yeah. really putting everything into no, I don't it. I don't go half-assed with shit I do I'm not that type of dude so mm-hmm. yeah but even with that it's like I always have to give my all because you know it's genuine that's where the intimacy is created that's how real that's how the relationship is created with me and my audience mm-hmm. so when they see that and the the words speak to them and it hits home it's like okay I'm gonna start paying this man more attention because this is a this is coming from a genuine place. Yep. And that's not strategized, but that's just how I work, you know. But I'm just saying, like the effect of it. You feel me? But yeah, like like I said before, like it runs deep. The um the, from the lyrics tell. from the lyrics from you know from the emotions from like the story behind it. It's all from a real place. Yeah. And you know, real will always prosper. 
What's real will always prosper. Shout out to X. He said that. Well, congratulations once again because yeah. we're all here for it. We're all here for new music, Thank new you. visuals. So I wanted to ask you what's coming up. You already mentioned that Holy Ooh. Vibes 2 visuals. We got a but lot of visuals and a lot of shows coming out. Ooh. A lot, a lot of shows in the works. I got a show. Um, hold on, y'all. I wasn't prepared to say this. What you showing us? Um, show dates. <laughs> So we got the Street Noise Summer Camp. I'm going to be live with Street Noise on July 27th. That will be at 2416 West North Avenue, 630 to 10. And that same exact day, too, if you want to see me perform twice. I have another show with um, One Love, and that's at, um, at Evil Olive. I'm not sure where that's at. I'm not, I'm not sure what ad- address is that, but definitely... Um, just follow me on Instagram and shit, and I'll definitely have that. And I'll, for future shows or visuals and all that, how could people find you on social media? Um, underscore Wemimo on Twitter and Instagram. YouTube, Wemimo. Wemimo, W-E-M-M-Y-M-O. W-E-M-M-Y-M-O, one word. And Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Wemimo, all that shit. All that. All that shit. Well, I appreciate you coming out and joining me on my debut on Dynasty Podcast. Yes! It's my first interview with Mummy Mo. And this is my first time on Dynasty Podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming out once again. thank you for listening. You know what I'm saying? Uh, This is your chance to shout out whoever you want to shout out. Okay. Shout out to you that's on your bed right now watching this laughing because, yes, I'm talking to you. Um, Shout out to my girlfriend, Kamisha Kim Products. Shout out to Josh DJ Suru. Shout out to Ayo. Shout out to Seth. Shout out my mama. Shout out my little sister. Shout out my brother. Shout out you. Shout out you. Shout out you. I just met you today. I like your vibe. Shout out Dynasty Podcast for having me. Shout out um, Street Noise. Shout out um, the list every, never ends. Shout out Chicago. Shout out Uptown. Shout out um, yes, <laughs> everybody. Well, thank you so much. Thank you thank for you. joining us and tuning in. Uh, stay tuned for more interviews in the future with me. I, I don't even think I introduced myself at first. Yes, who are you? Natalie Aurelia, of um, course. Yeah. I work with Dynasty Podcast, and I'm a producer yes. on Dynasty Podcast. I also do photography. Yes. So follow everything. me at Natalie Aurelia everywhere. Yes. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys, for watching. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty... Dynasty Descend.